Hi, welcome to Balanced Torah Living. I'm your host, Adam Rubin. Welcome to regulars and welcome to newcomers. It's been a while. Um, I want to get back into this more religiously. And then, you know, life jumps in there sometimes. So, you know, see what we can do here. Uh, I'm going to do a couple of different things this time first. I'm going to do this one a little bit more off the cuff. The topic here is um, what I've learned from baseball and exercise in relation to growth. And then at the end, I'm going to add a new feature where we'll see how long I do it. But I'm going to uh, recommend a another podcast. Now, I've listened to a lot of great podcasts and there's a lot of good stuff out there. And um, I'm thinking about uh, highlighting one at the end of each episode. Okay, so this is also a little different doing this off the cuff. Um, I usually sort of set up a roadmap for the episode. And here I'm just going to kind of go for it. So let's see how it goes. This is new for you and new for me. Although most of the time when I talk, I don't prepare uh, what I'm going to say beforehand, at least most of the time. So... I guess this is sort of what I normally do. Okay, um, here we go. Okay, let's start. we'll start with baseball here. Um, now, <laughs> Rabbi Roll has a book on baseball and Judaism, so there may be some overlapping things that I say here uh, that, that are in that book as well. Uh, it's a good book. Please give it a shot, and uh, wherever there's overlap, then I uh, attribute it to Rabbi Roll. And it's coming up uh, in my consciousness based probably on on those uh, prior readings. Okay. Baseball. Hmm. Okay. Hashem has all different types of pitches. I think I've talked about this a little bit before. And love deal, right? Kabiacho. Um and oftentimes we go through it and we're expecting that it's just going to be a regular uh, diet of fastballs each day. Straight, down the middle, you know, we know what's coming and we get thrown off when there's a curveball, when there's a changeup, when there's a splitter. You know, if you don't like baseball and uh, exercise, you're going to have to kind of hang with me in this and I'll do my best. Those are all different types of pitches that don't go straight. They have different speeds. There's movement in those pitches. It keeps the batters on their toes. So we think it's all going to be fastballs. But you know what? Life is not just fastballs. Life is all of those different types of pitches. And um, I think I even heard you, you know Rabbi Roll once say something to the effect of, well, you know, so if you know curveballs are coming, you better get good at hitting curveballs. Life's going to have the unexpected occurrences every day. Sometimes they're going to be little. Sometimes they're going to be medium. Sometimes they're going to be huge. Pardon the uh, the Goldilocks uh, sort of progression there. But they're going to be there. And we have to um, be able to navigate them. You know, the, the expected is that there will be the curveballs and the different type of pitches. So let's take a lesson from baseball. And let me think about this for a moment. Where did I hear this? Um, there's a great pa- podcast called The Rabbi's Podcast. This is not the plug at the end. This just happens to be an interlude. Um, and I recently heard on one of their episodes, Rabbi Spiro, who's a, who's a um, 
Benahel Yeshiva in Cleveland. Um, it's it's you know what it works both ways. So I can't remember whether he was talking about the pitcher or the hitter. Let me think for a second. I think he was probably talking about the pitcher, but um, but I'll go for the hitter here. That the difference between a player who stays in the minor leagues and one who goes to the major leagues is their ability to hit pitches other than a fastball. It's their ability to to modify and to be able to adapt to the variety of things that they're going to see from very elite pitchers. And really, the same thing on the flip side. The difference between a pitcher, in you know, oftentimes, between one who's going to stay among the various levels of the minor leagues or one that's going to make the big jump to the major leagues for a pitcher is not just being able to throw the fastball, but being able to throw other pitches as well, which is a great lesson too, because you might think, well, but if a guy can throw 98, 99, 100 miles an hour, you know, he just blow everything, you know, by, by hitters. But the truth is at that level, great hitters. But so if they know what's coming, then they can hit a, a 98 mile an hour fastball. But if, if they're kept on their toes and they don't know what to expect, then uh, they don't know what to expect, then that pitcher is going to be more successful, even if they have less than unbelievably high-speed you know, high stuff with the, with the fastball. So being able to hit the different gears in life, any way you want to cut the analogy, you know, being able to shift from home to work, to the base medrash, to davening, to talking to your parents, to talking to your friend, playing with your kids on the floor, being able to hit those different speeds and, and mix it up and also being able to respond when Hashem throws the various mixing ups of different situations in our life, that's going to separate the those who are successful from those who are not as successful. Okay, let me dig more into the baseball uh, bucket here. <clears throat> Okay, here's another biggie. Everybody wants to be a home run pitcher. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a home run hitter. Nobody wants to be a home run pitcher, which means that you'd be giving up home runs left and right, and that's you're not even going to be in the minor leagues with that stuff. Um, everyone wants to be a home run hitter. You know, for people who remember back in the, uh, the late 90s, there was a home run race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa to see who could break 60 home runs, which was the... Record, which was held by, I believe, Roger Maris um, up until that point. Um, somebody can fact check me on that. But it, and it was exciting, and home runs are exciting, and kids oftentimes want to emulate the big home run hitters out there. And translate that over to the real world, world for us, unless you uh, happen to be a from Major League Baseball player. And if you are, please give me a buzz. Um, so... <clears throat> we all want to, you know, we want to run the major chesed organization. We want to be the outstanding learner who, you know, just rolls through shots. We want to um, <clears throat> make lots of money <laughs> and, uh, and you know, succeed there. We want to really fly up the ladder in whatever field we're in. We want to be an absolute all-star, but and usually we think about it in a very narrow sense in a particular area, and the reality is 
very few people run the big chesed organization. Very few people in the community really make, so to speak, a lot of money. Very few people in the community, especially because we have so many obligations compared to uh, the secular world, very few people are, you know, big-time standouts in their field, you know, top 40, under 40 in whatever, doctor, lawyer, um computer scientists. I don't know if there's a top 40 under 40 for computer science. I'm not sure if they they do that. Um, but um, we want to be just outstanding um, standouts in you know in certain areas and then when we don't do that, we feel discouraged and we feel like we're not doing anything. We're not the home run hitters. The reality is this though. And you know, this goes along with the balanced Torah living idea um, that Hashem wants us to be multi-tool players. There's a term in baseball called a five-tool player. Let's see if I can do it. Uh, power with home runs, um, speed, being able to steal bases and, uh, you know, run well. Okay, what else do we got here? Um <clears throat> great defensively. I'm just guessing here. People are going to have to fact check me on this. But you know what? It really doesn't matter. I can do other ones. Uh, great defensively. Um, driving in a, a, a lot of runs in addition to hitting home runs, but driving a lot of people in to help your team score. And finally, what do I think the fifth one is? Um, let's say maybe getting on base often, not just getting hits, but walking not quite sure those are the five tools. I think I might have had one of, one, of my, one or two of my tools mixed up there. But the bottom line is having strength in a variety of areas, but it doesn't have to be that you're the best home run hitter or the best guy at stealing bases. Yeah, it's true that there are, you know, there are standouts, but oftentimes people who are extreme standouts in one particular area really are not well-rounded, don't have you know, other areas uh, where they're really proficient. And, you know, from living, Torah living, certainly, as you know, we know, there are people who are unbelievable learners, people in the community who are just at the top of the game professionally in whatever field they're in and in the from community and giving tzedakah and living in a, you know, um, with you know, really, really, really beautiful things in the best part of town, going on the big vacations, you know, all the different areas. But if you, if you put all of your eggs in one basket, there's a cooking reference for you, sort of, uh, then oftentimes you're lacking in another area. And I think for the most part, Hashem wants us to be multi-tool players and not get too stuck on one particular thing. So the person who puts an effort into learning and grows there, who's working on their relationship with their wife, who's working on their relationship with, with their kids and is having, you know, improvement there, engaged and involved with their soul, uh, um, you know, good friend, and, and <clears throat> having success in the various areas of life, although not being on the cover of, um, you know, uh, Torah magazine or whatever being highlighted in an article in, in Meshpacha or Ami or wherever, but you're a five-tool player. You're a five-tool player who 
has multiple skills, and especially if you start trying to compare yourself to uh, secular counterparts, um, you know, uh, I'm not sure it's possible that Bali Chuba do this more than uh, than people who are from from birth. Although I'm not not sure of that. Uh, I only know uh, one um, one prong of that uh, two part equation uh, personally. But um, then, but th- you know, but they're not the other person. They're not married. They don't have kids. They're not part of any type of uh, religious system congregation, right? So we we have to look at the whole package. And you really have to think about wanting to be a five-tool player, a balanced person who is putting time into ener- and energy into the various facets of your life as a as a ben Torah or a uh, or basis row, and that is really important to remember as we navigate and once again as we've spoken about before really tried to avoid comparing comparing gets you nowhere each one of us has our own mission and comparing ourselves to others is apples to oranges doesn't make any sense and will really do nothing but bring us down which is uh, a favorite of the Sahara. let's not feed that little uh devilish character just kidding um Okay, so those are two big baseball ideas. Um, let's see here. Maybe I'll tap into exercise a bit. I'm trying to keep these episodes not too long. Uh, attention in our generation is um, something that's oftentimes limited. People are used to, uh, you know, TikTok and little video clips and so forth. So I'm already... Already pushing pushing the envelope in terms of what people can handle here at uh, 13 minutes and 50 seconds. Um, okay, stepping into the exercise vault. Give me a moment here. Try to pull up a nugget. <clears throat> okay, might have talked talked about this before, but with exercise, variety is really important. If somebody is, for instance, attempting to gain muscle mass. Um, they have to use variety as a part of their regimen. If they have a certain uh, group of, let's say, 10 exercises that they're doing every single day for months, they will see, you know, depending on if they're training properly, proper weight ranges, they will see some significant growth, especially early on, but then it will really start to level out because their body will adapt to the stimulus and won't need to to change as much in order to be able to handle it, which will sort of level out the uh, the muscle mass gain, the strength gain, endurance gain there. So, so a person has to be varying exercises in order to continue to stimulate the growth and challenge the body, give it different angles, different looks to continue continue the improvement. And at the same time, that also keeps it interesting. Just like anything else, exercise can become can become boring if you're doing the same thing all the time. Whoop. Transfer that over to the more important area of life uh, on the whole and, and being a Ventura and, and growing and living and familying. And we need variety. We need variety. We need variety on a lot of levels and including in terms of how we challenge ourselves. So that might be, could be learning a new Masechta learning a different area of, of, of Torah. Um, I just was listening to a, um, to a podcast. I'll do it right now because it fits in well here. The podcast that I'll mention today is Rabbi Breitowitz Shlita has a Q&A 
uh, podcast that I guess he does uh, Q&A sessions at Or Samer in, in uh, Yerushalayim. And uh, very interesting, very good. Recommend it. And um, he was talking about, uh, you know, there was a, there was a um, Baal Shuga who was asking about what do you do with the challenge where if you're really sort of burning out, not on fire, grappling with, grappling with learning, grappling with davening, and really just not in a, in a growth mode. What are some strategies? And he talked about with learning, um, the chazal, that a person should, uh, in their learning, follow, follow their heart. That they should that they should follow what their you know their sort of their kishkas and their drive what they're drawn to, and um, obviously there are certain things that are learned more than others in the in the Torah world, Gemara being the primary meat and potatoes you know for most, but um, people should try different things you know and he says you know whether it's Chasidis or Halacha or um, Hashkafa and and really try to shift so. You know, especially if a person feels like their learning is stagnant, it can be good to do that. And maybe even if not, they're not feeling stagnant, but to sort of preemptively, mm, yeah, um, switch to another topic, safer. I'm not saying to sort of bounce around like a ping pong. It's important to stick with things, but to to include variety in your in your vodas Hashem and your growth. And it's not just about learning. This is also about you know we're, I'm talking about using. Um, using variety and chiddush in all areas of life. So, you know, think of different uh, new date ideas that you can do with your spouse, new places that you can take your kids, n- new games that you can play with your kids. Um, <clears throat> you know, really touching the whole gamut of everything that we engage in. We, we need variety. Of course, don't do it all in once in every aspect of your life. Consistency is also a very important part of, of living and being balanced. But don't be scared to try new things. Also, this touches into creativity. Hashem is the Borei Olam. He's the creator of the world. Creativity is comes from Hashem. He's the, the creator of creativity and it all emanates from Him. And He's very creative. <laughs> so too, He wants us to be a for us to be creative in different ways based on our, our strength and our abilities and our, our interests. And um, so, so mix it up, whether you try, you know, once again, it depends on what you're good at and what you like, but, you know, whether it's trying um, a new form of art, if that's your thing, or journaling, or writing, or a new type of chesed interacting with people, mix it up, keep the variety, you'll be more interested, be more interested in life, you'll see more growth, you will do better by being able to taste the full flavors of Hashem's world. That's what he wants us to do. Uh, as Reverend Victor Miller points out in his parish on Shabbatachon, um, that, you know, you think, okay, so Hashem could have made it. So, that there was just one type of apple. Imagine if there were only, let's go with gala, just gala apples, apples, red gala apple trees. That's it. Okay, that you didn't even need to need to make fruit, but you could say, okay, just have one type of fruit. No, we've got Gala, Honeycrisp, Pink Lady, uh, Granny Smith, um, Macintosh. I'll stop there. Although maybe I could go longer. And part of that 
is that with that diversity, one of the aspects of having that diversity and that variety is, Hashem wants us to go, ooh, wow, this is great. This Granny Smith has a certain tartness to it. And then taste this Macintosh with this, this type of sweetness. But then you go to the Honeycrisp and it has this different aspect of sweetness. Wow, Hashem, I'm interested in your world. I'm drawn into your world. There are so many flavors. There are so many colors. I want to be engaged. This is interesting. Let's not become slaves to routine and scared of making changes. Just a f- couple of lessons, or a few lessons, I should say, from the areas of baseball and exercise. And uh, mentioned that Q&A podcast with Rabbi Breidowitz. I wove that one in this time. Maybe I'll be weaving in these podcast uh, recommendations. We'll see. Or maybe I'll do it at the end. You're just going to have to listen to the next one to find out. Okay, glad to be back in business. Hope everyone's doing well. Wishing everyone a kasiva chasimatova and uh, a strong finish to Elul, a meaningful Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur as we march together into 5783, marching towards becoming the best person that each one of us can be in our own unique ways, being as balanced as possible. Nudge, nudge. And uh, all the best. Until next time. Bye-bye.